Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive horror TV shows. That's right. We're back. We're talking about the season finale of Scream Season 1, which is called Revelations, which aired on September 1st of 2015. Hashtag mind blown. I'm joined by our Scream TV show correspondent, Jacob Colness. Jacob, how you doing? Well, I'll tell you how I feel, Ryan, and I'll do it the most on-brand way possible by describing how I feel through a, a a classic SNL sketch. Okay, okay. So there is a sketch in the 90s with Chris Farley. It is a mock on those hidden camera commercials where it's like a restaurant and they give you one thing and you think you're drinking or eating something and they're like, actually, did you know this isn't, you know, this is something else. This is, and in this case, it's um, Swedish decaffeinated coffee crystals. You're not drinking real coffee, you're drinking decaffeinated coffee crystals and the guy that leads the commercial is like this is our 260th take this is the only positive response that we got here's an example of some of the negative ones and it's chris farley and he's sitting at the table and they say sir did you know that you're actually drinking uh like decaffeinated coffee crystals and he goes what the waiter goes um you're drinking decaffeinated coffee crystals you're not drinking the coffee that you ordered you're drinking decaffeinated coffee coffee crystals and chris farley's face just turns red (laughs) And his face gets really sour, and he goes, why, <laughs> you son of a bitch? And he gets up off the table, and suddenly he's strangling the waiter and, like, trying to kill this guy. And he goes, you son of a bitch! I'll kill you! I'll kill you! And everybody in the restaurant is trying to, like, get Chris Farley off of this guy and, like, trying to... um harness him and there's this guy with a skillet beating the back of chris farley's head trying to knock him out and he's like as, and chris farley is screaming as god is my witness i will kill you and um finally he gets knocked out everyone's crying and the commercial cuts and he's like all right and now we're uh here's a live interview with the man that we um with with chris farley and they're like sir how do you feel about your experience and he says in just one sour note angry <laughs> And so when the reveal of the end of this episode happens, I had literally no reaction. The The best I had as a reaction in general was, you know, that that like stuffed cat meme where it's the long cat looking thing. It's like a little cr- cat like creature. It almost has okay. the body of a weasel, but it's like oh, yeah, yeah. it's like sitting on a chair. Yeah. And it's got its arms in the air and it's got a really angry face. And he's just like, it's like the what the fuck, like yeah. why? <laughs> it's a it's a, it's like a why meme. <laughs> and so that's how I felt when the reveal of the ki- the killer hits. And at that point I'm like, okay, we've gotten past that. We've gotten past that moment that we all saw coming. And I was like, all right, well, there's still maybe five, ten minutes left of this episode. Let's find out who killer number two is. And then there's some wrap-up, some really sloppy wrap-up, and then the episode ends. There's, like, a little hint at who it could be with a cliffhanger. Yeah, but, like, come on. Yeah. They wouldn't do that at the end of a season if that's who that's going to be in the season after. So that moment when the episode ends and the credits roll is my you son of a bitch moment. <laughs> that's when I'm getting up off of the table and strangling the 
writers of Scream, the TV show, and not in a way that I know that that's what they want. They want you to be like, all right, well, we solved one mystery, this really shocking mystery yep. or this really shocking reveal that you never saw coming, which felt like an eternity to get there, obviously, because we're watching these episodes like weeks apart. Yep. Uh, and that's and that's obviously due to Ryan's podcast schedule. But like, imagine, you know, watching this week to week when it aired, it probably was also kind of infuriating because you get to that end and you just expect a little bit more. And I know that this episode I didn't have a lot of expectations for because I had heard that it is underwhelming. And so I'm preparing myself to be like, okay, well, you know, whatever the twist ends up being, at least we'll have like a concrete answer perhaps. And in this case, it was like, no, we're just going to, end this how you think it's going to end or how I thought it was going to end. And then also actively choose to not conclude yep. the storyline, which at that point, if I'm watching this when it comes out and I have to wait an entire year for a season two, I've already checked out at that yep, point. I didn't watch season two when it aired because you're describing me because I watched season one live. I liked episode nine a lot. I was really hyped and for like maybe the first half of this episode, I was really into it and then it falls apart. I was pissed, and I didn't watch season two when it came out. If you're going to end a season one with the hopes that people are going to tune in for season two, then your reveal in season one has to be really good with a little extra mystery to leave off for the next season. And I get that they did that for this where, you know, it is very heavily implied throughout the entire season, at least if you're paying attention, that there is more than one killer. Right. And the show or at least the season ends with the conclusiveness that oh no it was just this one person except you know noah is the seems to be the one person that kind of catches on to actually this didn't add up and this didn't add up like yeah we know yep we're waiting for that we know that who is killer number two apparently the main characters don't realize that even though they were there the show are dumb well no i think that they are written to be dumb but I think that is also just the writing being dumb itself. Like, it's not intentional. I think that the writing is is just poor yep. in general. And I don't think they know it. They, they don't. They they thought their writing was good. They thought their big re- killer reveal was good. And the, both counts. They were wrong. Mm-hmm. On that note, Scream TV show sucks. Don't watch it. Spoiler alert for the final episode of the season. We're going to be spoiling the identity of a killer on the show. Mm-hmm. We, we learn who one of the killers is. We're going to be spoiling it in just a second here. So, um, get out of here. Three, two, one. If we go back to episode two of this podcast, because mm-hmm. episode one, the killer was not in, which you yep. which you called. At the end of episode two, I asked you, Killer Watch, who is the killer? And you're right. It was Piper. Yeah, no. When you have an adult character that can consistently showing up at the right moments and nobody's questioning it, and like no one's like referencing that she's always around like if they referenced that she was always around maybe i would have pulled back a little bit because i was like well now the show's aware that like we know that she is being intrusive with the the crime scene whatnot it just she always had a performance to her i think this this is the fault of the actress i'll say but it's also just like the way that she's directed where she always looks like she's unstable yeah and it's like if i were a high schooler i would be very concerned to be around her and i would i would almost like you know block her number block this and like i don't want you around this is uncomfortable this is not okay 
But she's a famous podcaster. But she's a famous podcaster in what Lakewood or whatever. Colorado. I, you know, I guess we don't, I don't know even where know she's how. From. I don't even know how popular she is. They never really say. It seems like she's fairly popular. I don't know. But yeah. So the Gail Weathers character is the killer this time around. Like on paper, that sounds fun. In execution, boy, oh boy, is this terrible. This is this is a terrible episode of TV. I will say this is like the most. It's not anticlimactic. It's just like you know. It, it is. It just is. I think the thing that I, I hate more than the killer reveal in this episode is the fact that they cheat around so much of the action that happens here yep. where characters will be put in situations where they clearly should at this moment die. And some and, very major screen vibes from like the movies, like these these situations are set up like this kind of feels like the movie. And instead of the characters getting away from those situations in a logical sense the scene will cut to something else and then we will just find those characters again in a different situation and they'll just say that they got away. Yep, which could work if you're trying to like drum up suspicion, which they're trying to do, but they're failing. Yeah, and... It's just dumb. It makes no sense. It happens to multiple characters. Yep. It's not even just like one. There's yep. there's there's at least three off the top of my head that survive this episode because of plot armor. Yep. Major plot armor, Major and then plot and armor. then and then perhaps even are now in danger after the plot armor for just un- ridiculous reasons. But I just we should just go right yeah. into it because talking around it is tough. We got we got we got a lot to talk about here. So the episode begins. Oh well, before we do that, point of this podcast is we're trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies and horror TV shows. So we're going to go into the plot of this movie beat by beat, decision by decision. TV show. What did I say? Movie. Movies and TV shows. Uh, we're going to be going through the plot of this show, beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our current list of 61 rules, which you can check out on our Twitter account if it's still up at this point. Do you, Are you worried about being very tempted when you get to, once you finish your 68th rule, that there's going to be the next rule to cover? You're what will be rule be, 69? Yep. That is the big question. That is that is the big question. I'm, I'm glad someone drew attention to that. Mm. At How To Horror, that's How The Never To Horror if we're still on Twitter, if Twitter's still alive when you're listening oh, to this. Oh, no. Yeah. Can you imagine if Ugh. I lose my entire Twitter? I don't know what I would do. I don't know where to go. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not going to go back to posting on Facebook. Do I TikTok all of my tweets instead? Everything I want to tweet, do I just say it and put it on TikTok? Yeah, I'm not a gur- I need. I need a moment to write things out. Yeah, me too. I, I'm not one to just note to say things on the spot. Yeah, I don't really like to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, for, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so the episode begins with uh, with the video feed from the last episode. Sheriff Hudson was captured. He's tied to a tree, and there's a video feed of him for the world to see. He is in danger. Everyone at this party are in a horror movie. All established. That's where we are. Oh, and I just want to point out too, a couple of things. I'm wearing the exact same shirt that I was wearing the last time I was here. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that I bring that up is because when the episode begins, we're back at the Halloween party and, and Emma is still wearing her, her Uma Thurman look. Pulp Fiction, true. And, and I looked down and I was like, oh my God, this is... I know it's been it's been a long time since we recorded yep. that last episode, but I was like, that's a coincidence. Oh, you didn't do it on purpose? No, I did not. <laughs> no, it was... Because this was... Because this was, um, for recording's sake, this yep. was impromptu, kind of. Yes, yes. Uh, so... For anyone asking, yes, I know I have said for a couple weeks now, Scream 5, a podcast, uh, we're just running a scheduling issues. We get the the bad Scream. (laughs) We Uh, get the wrong Scream. (laughs) We get the wrong Scream up to fill in for the good Scream. Uh, Yeah, so Jake Johnson and I, uh, we just 
get our schedules to line up. So we will do that when we can do that. Mm -hmm. It'll happen. And the second thing I want to point out is that when we get to this party at the very beginning, it's this, this shot of everybody kind of like, you know, at the backyard, at the pool. And you can tell they shot this as a one-er, the camera going around each character. Mm -hmm. And, but for time, they clearly had to jump cut through it. Mm -hmm. So this, there is an, there is an, a maddening amount of jump cuts in, in what is original, what was originally a single take. And it looks atrocious. just from an editing standpoint, but it also it's so herky jerky when it's, when it's actually cutting that it, it just looks and feels uncomfortable. Sure. And I don't think that was the point. I, I doubt it, but you know, who knows? It's very what sloppy. Show. It's very sloppy. So at the Halloween dance, Emma and Maggie, they get word that Mr. Branson has escaped jail. A cop has been killed, but they're like, yeah, the st- the stage, the, the crime scene seemed kind of staged. So maybe it wasn't Branson. I don't know how you know that. Whatever. Piper is there. Our killer. And she's like, I'm going to go to the station to find out more information. More like you're off to murder people, probably. Because we're going to go to the police station in a minute. She's not there. Mm-hmm. But whatever. And she tells Emma, don't trust anyone. Clearly, she listens to the podcast because that is one of our rules. Rule 24 is trust no one. Everybody's a suspect. Everybody's a suspect. Everybody's a suspect. But I, I like that move from Piper. Like, if you'll be like, if you were the person to say, hey, don't trust anybody. Might make them trust you a little bit more. Just mm-hmm. might. So watch out for the person who says to don't trust anybody. They might be the killer. <laughs> Emma tries to call Kieran to warn him. He does not answer. We see him sitting in his truck ignoring the call. And he is loading his gun. Uh, he's going to say he went to target practice. Just to blow off some steam. Noah is trying to find the source of the feed with the sheriff in it. So that's what he's going to work on for the first chunk of this episode. Emma is going to try and get a hold of Brooke, and at the same time, Brooke is hosting her big Halloween party. She's trying to get a hold of Emma, and none of their texts are going through. And it turns out that the killer has jammed all like phone calls and texting on certain cell phones. Sure. Yeah, I and guess... This is the most technologically advanced ghost face that we have ever met. I guess because of that malware that's been going around, he put it on people's phones, I guess. Whatever, we'll go with it. It's fine. It's a TV show excuse. Yeah, yeah. Emma gets a call from the killer, classic killer bullshit, but then uh, the killer's going to appear on the live feed and take down the camera, so we know the sheriff's in real trouble now. Police, they're going to lock down the school, which is the right move, except for immediately. Emma and Noah run over to a cop and be like, hey, you need to let us out of here. We could save the, the sheriff's life, and they just let him go. Show that conversation. I feel like that would never happen. Like, maybe the police, a single officer escorts the two of them over to the police station, but that seems like some bullshit to me. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Things are about to get, you know, things are going to get way more offensive in this. Yeah, pretty much. So Maggie's working the crime scene, and Emma shows up to talk to her, and they find a locket or a necklace, heart-shaped one, that Brandon James made for Maggie when they were kids in the mouth of the cop. So Maggie's like, okay, so he used to leave me presents in the back, in the tree in my backyard. And they're like, oh, maybe that's the tree the sheriff is tied to. We're exactly right. Yeah. So far, so good. We're, we're just doing some good stuff in this, mm-hmm. this first half, I think. Meanwhile, Brooke, she's at her party, and we are introduced to a, a new character. We've not met this guy before, a guy named Grayson, who's just kind of a class clown. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest, I kind of like this character because you know he's going to die. Like, you know, he's pushing his luck instantly. And you're like, you know what? These characters kind of deserve it. It's, you know, because what Grayson does in his introductions, he's dressed as Brandon James and he startles Brooke and scares her. It's just like those ass clowns and scream the movie. 
who dressed as Ghostface and scared Sydney. Mm-hmm. Those two fucks never died right. in that movie. They survived Scream One. You need one dead body at this party that is gonna that is gonna start the chain of potential murder. You know what's really annoying is we have this great house party, like main main cast bloodbath. Second bath. house party of the the season. Yes. Too. And potential main cast bloodbath, just like in Scream One. And the only person who dies at this fucking party is Grayson. The only person who dies at the party. Rip champ. Like, Rip champ. New character. <laughs> like he, he should have been there the whole season. We missed out on some great grace and stuff. Yeah. Just him being, you know, just him being a recurring character, just being a douche. Yeah, and he's the all, also the only character in that entire ensemble, at least at that entire party, that looked like he could have been a high schooler. Yeah, that's true. He does look like a little, little turd high schooler. <laughs> So that is Grayson. He is not long for this world. He's got one more scene later on, and then he dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Poor Grayson. So Brooke and Audrey, they hang out and they bond. They're the only main characters who are at the party. Audrey still is like, maybe Kieran's the killer. But no, they're going to have some girl bonding time. I do think it's funny that the main characters found each other at the party and don't bother to talk to any of the supporting or background ensemble. Well, background extras aren't people. No, but it, it, <laughs> it yeah, of course. But it's just, it's funny because like, Oh, I'm a mayor character. You're a main character. Everyone we, else. You're my only friend here. And I'm like, you are the most popular girl at school. You could talk to anybody. Literally anyone. <laughs> Maggie and Emma and the cops, look, they all go together. They all find the sheriff. He's tied to a tree. We're going to be fine. Great. They they start untying the sheriff. Unfortunately, the ropes were like holding his stomach together as long, along with some duct tape. Yeah, he had been gutted. And it was just being barely held together. Yep. And as soon as they, they, they cut him loose, all of his intestines fall out and the sheriff dies. Yep. Best part of the episode. Yes, it was a nice score. Best part of the episode, hilarious that that Emma's mom is technically at fault here. Yep. She she touched the crime scene. The ENTs are going to say, yeah, you know, they, he was fucking dead. There was nothing anyone could have done. He was still alive, though. Yep. Technically. Uh, trauma. Lots of trauma. Lots trauma. of nice trauma. Lots of trauma. So the sheriff... Our MVP of the season, he was great for the first eight episodes, and then he wins Night of the Living Pleb last time. And the whole time we were watching that, because I knew I knew the sheriff was going to die here. So the entire time in our conversation in the last episode where we gave him Night of the Living Pleb, I'm like, yeah, this is his death. We don't know. Wait, does that carry over into this episode then? No, but that's one of the reasons I pushed so strongly for oh, him in episode yeah, nine, because I sure. knew. I mean, he would have gotten it anyway. He would have gotten it anyway. But yes, he does die here. In this episode specifically, nothing he could have done. He was already dead. But, you know, if you want to know what the sheriff did wrong, go back and re-listen to episode nine. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Uh, best character, probably. Or not the best character, but like the most competent character. Yeah, but as, as I said, now that he's dead, Emma and and her... her Kieran. Kieran. They can Emma him. and Kieran can finally consummate their love. Yep. Because dad's they're not, not brother and sister anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're not future brother and sister anymore. That's off the table. Mom's gonna be depressed. Yeah, um, but at least the kids can you know get it on. Yeah, only Maggie gets the the short end of the stick there again, like the third time. Well, in I life. guess Kieran too, but like yeah. <laughs> Emma's dad. Emma, Emma's fine. Emma's fine. She's like, thank God, <laughs> <laughs> this worked out fine. <laughs> Piper arrives at the crime scene. Of course, just like she was just at the gym. Yep. How does she get around places so fast? And she has a car. <laughs> she does, but like, there's got to be times where she's just booking it, like down the street. I like to, to think she was people. just like right around the corner, like watching from the tree line, watching. And like, okay, like cool. I said, this girl had nothing to do. No, ever. Classic podcaster. How does she make her money? Ads. <laughs> I do not know. She has enough ad money to like build her like technological you know, equipment and have her. her 
fancy house in the middle of nowhere. So Piper arrives at the scene as Emma and Maggie, they're going to go back to the police station. Emma asks Piper, like, hey, can you go to Brooke's party? I can't get a hold of anyone there. Can you go, like, make sure they're not all dead and don't kill them yourself either, please, Miss Killer? But Piper's going to go off to this party. So Jake comes to the party. And Jake has got that girl, Ava, from the last episode with him. And he's just there to make out with her to make Brooke jealous. Yeah. Brooke makes out with this random dude wearing board board shorts. shorts. That's his character, board shorts. And just to make Jake jealous. So we got that whole fun thing going on. And Brooke is going to go into the house and get some wine. Go off on her own. And we did mention last time this party was a terrible idea. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Especially because Brooke didn't think Mr. Branson was the killer. So the killer was still out there. Brooke throws the party anyway. Stupid. Uh, and everyone who's at this party is not the brightest bulb either. Right. Don't party when there's a killer on the loose. Yeah. Wait until, well, in Scream, maybe just don't party. Maybe. Because there's always going to be another killer. There's always another killer. <laughs> Unless you're in Scream 3. Yeah. So Maggie and Emma go to the police station and Maggie leaves to go clean up. Emma gets a call from Noah. He has like figured out the malware situation. They can't text or call anyone. But he's got the signal that it's coming from Brooke's house. And immediately... Emma's going to get a text saying, hey, no cops or I kill everyone. You're probably going to do that anyway, so bring the goddamn cops. And dot, dot, dot. If you can, dot, dot, dot. Bring a weapon. Yep. Maybe a gun from a police station. Bring a weapon. Don't just go there barehanded. You are, you, you are asking to die. And no one's going to call this out. He's like, I'm going to fucking die, aren't I? Um, Both of them don't. Both of them don't have anything. Yep. So first off, rule 12, wait for backup. Tell the cops, get some help. There's a killer on the loose who's probably going to kill him anyway. Now, just bring the cops with you. Rule 5, lock and load. But no, these two idiots are going to go get in the car together and they're going to go themselves. And Noah does say like, hey, this is a terrible idea. We should go get the cops. Okay, great. Who's the bigger fool? The fool or the fool who follows them? Emma has got this stupid idea. Noah, you could put a stop to it, but you don't. You go along with it anyway. You get no credit for calling out it's a bad idea. In fact, that's, I would say, worse. That you're self-aware and still don't do it. Because uh, Emma has been dumb most of this season. Noah has acted smart but has played a lot of bad... Mm-hmm. Played a lot of bad games here. And this is his moment. Like, we've lost all hope in Emma. Oh, yeah. We have 100%. Even though she's the main character, we've already lost hope, like, from by episode one. Yeah. But for his archetype of character, this is the guy who is supposed to be making all the right decisions in the finale or, or trying to prevent, you know, let's say prevent Emma from making the mistakes that she's about to make or or just not getting involved, yep. too. He could have sat this out. We expect better from him and he failed spectacularly. So Jake tries to apologize to Brooke. He admits to be to spying because he was trying to figure out who reactivated the, the spy software. But Brooke just ends up kicking him out of the house. So Jake goes off to be suspicious somewhere else. Suspicious. Don't be suspicious. (laughs) So Ava, this random girl, she's kind of drunk. She needs to go to the bathroom. And she is going to go to the the pool house and open the bathroom door. There's a big line of people waiting to get in. And she finds Grayson dead in there. His throat has been cut. Grayson's dead. I don't really have any rule violations for Grayson. Yeah, I hope his family's okay. I hope the funeral went well. I'm sure nobody that was at that party even attended because... Poor kid probably didn't have any friends. He's probably there alone. You know, all I could say for the people at this party, and I don't know how much they're paying attention to what the goings on in Lakewood, but Rule 32, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Don't do it, go to a party when there's killers on the loose. <laughs> the entire high school of Lakewood. Yes. You, you everyone, fail. <laughs> everyone. But here's what I fucking love. I think the best move of the movie. Ava screams bloody murder. 
everyone sees there is a dead body. So Ava board shorts and all of the background extras just get the hell out of this TV show. As you should. Rule 11, get out. They run away from the house party and they're they're done. They Ava lives, board shorts lives, all the other background extras live. Get out! Bye-bye! <laughs> Well, some of them probably got in their cars and they were drinking and could have gotten an accident. They didn't so show maybe, that. They didn't show that, but it could be. Implied. They could all be on foot, just like a whole marathon of people running down the road. And that's kind of what I hope happened. Mm-hmm. Great for all of them. They just like got the hell out of this this episode. You love to see it. Can you imagine being the parents of one of those background extras that whose whose kid like I don't know gets goes gets in a rollover <laughs> because he was had a drink had too much to drink right and then every, like there's other kids that like got stabbed to death and now they get like the exposure because they were victims in a murder and yet like your dumb son was driving home drunk yep whoopsies obviously that's a that's a really shitty conversation to have and I'm gonna stop it right there but. <laughs> Audrey is like, hey, what the heck's going on? I'm going to go check out this blood over by the uh, the pool house bathroom. She gets grabbed by the killer. Rule two, constant vigilance. And then we cut to commercial as he's like about to wind up and stab. So clearly Audrey's dead, right? Um, 100% not the way that Not the way that she was aiming that knife. Not the that the terrible cut to black as in commercial, right? When they, uh, when they motion that stab. Now... The episode is, at by the end of it, they're trying to make us think Audrey is the second killer. That's they, The episode yeah, is going that and direction. I, you can kind of tell that there are secrets that Audrey still has that maybe Piper knew about. Because it's, it's very clear that it, I mean, in that moment, Piper is the one that's, you know, at the party. Mm-hmm. And, and um, maybe leveraging something against Audrey that we don't know about. Yep. Because there's already been so many, like... You know, videos of her saying things that she didn't mean or like evidence that would lead her to being a suspect. And we've been through that this entire season. The entire season has been trying to like convince you that she's a killer when she's not. Mm-hmm. And usually we'll confirm that within the episode that they suspect her. And, and now we're doing this whole thing again at the end of this season to carry over into season two. But at this point, it's just like, how many times do you want to keep hitting this over the head? Like we know it's not Audrey. Or do or, we? Or are they going to try to pull it, you know, a fast one on us and say like, oh, she was the killer, but then there was a third person. I don't like it because it just never feels like if she was a killer, it's it wouldn't feel like the same character. Sure. And it we've built up this character so much in season one that it would feel like a waste if they made her a killer in season two, which is why like this whole... I, they should have just not had this moment in the episode. Sure. It, it just, it doesn't lead to anything because of course she comes back and she yeah. has a little scratch on her arm. One and, cut. Yeah. Like, come on. So Brooke leaves her house. All the wine cellar goes outside. The party's gone. Nobody's around. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Like, where did everyone go? <laughs> She's going to go back inside just as Mr. Branson arrived and he's like begging her to let him in. He's like, I was set up. The killer showed up and killed a cop at the police station. Looks pretty sus. So Brooke does not let him in. Good for you, Brooke. Yeah, good for you, Brooke, for that one good decision that you made. When go downhill. Yeah, and, and and that should have been like that should have been a no brainer. Regardless if he's the killer, you shouldn't let him in because he's he should just be on his own at this point. Yeah, we we don't care about this guy. And if he's so desperate and clingy to a high school teenager, like that's a whole other horror. That's movie. a whole 
call the cops on him regardless. Literally like, the plot of Prom Night 5. Okay. Well, spoiler, <laughs> Prom Night 5. Uh, hey, we, we already covered it on the podcast. Okay. So well, that's spoiler for me. I that's, don't, that's the remake, though. Oh, okay. Remake. Oh, the remake. Yep. Oh, I have seen that. I don't remember it that much. But... It's good. It's terrible. <laughs> Just awful. But that one's not really a killer reveal, because you already know the killer. Yeah. That, that one, there's no suspense on who the killer is. We know from the opening. But that's yeah. the whole plot, is he's obsessed with a teenager. Uh, Brittany Snow's character. Mm-hmm. So the lights go out, scream style, and then they come back on. Mr. Branson is gone, and the killer's standing right there. Ooh. Yeah, apparently he, the killer, that Piper, grabbed Mr. Branson and knocked him out and tied him up and put him mm. in her truck at this point, or car or whatever. So that's what's going on there. But the killer comes into the house. Brooke is going to go hide in the wood shop in the freezer where she thought her mom's body Okay, was but put. we have to address this because she goes past the garage mm-hmm. and into the, the workshop car. past the car that's past the used. past the garage door opener and she goes into a workshop which has no doors except the door to for one i'm trying to figure out the geography of this fucking house it's fucking impossible but, so it she leaves the house into the garage and then through the garage of the workshop where there's weapons and so she's trying to open the doors in the workshop to get back into the house and they're all locked and it's like, bitch, this is your house. Where are the keys, Brooke? Why is all your doors locked? <laughs> and she immediately just jumps into the freezer. Yeah, she's going to hide in the freezer. And I think she makes a little too much noise while doing that. Oh, she makes so much noise. And then she opens the freezer up as soon as she gets inside. To peek out. To peek out. Instead of like, just staying quiet. Exactly. When you get caught. Rule 26 is don't give away your position. She's so quick to do it. And this is... My favorite sequence of the movie, it's going to end up being a, or yeah, favorite sequence of the episode. It's going to end up being a major letdown, but it is cool besides the stupidity of Brooke's character decisions. Oh, and the logic, as I pointed yep. out. How can you stab through a freezer? So the killer locks the freezer and starts stabbing through with the knife. Like, is the freezer made of pl- plastic yeah. or rubber? Like, I... The, how does it go through? Usually, like, what, freezers are made out of, like, m- marble? Or, sure. like, I just... That is a lot of force going through a freezer to get an entire knife to slide through all the way, by the way. Because, like, it's not just, yep. like, the knife, like, like the pokey end of the knife. It's, like, the whole knife that goes through. You know what? It's 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 a, a fun sequence. It was set up to be a great kill because the knife kept coming in from all directions. And you're like, oh, Brooke's dead. She's caught a couple of times. Conceptually, that works if it's, like, a wooden box. Sure. Just a freezer. Uh, Can you do that to your fridge? No. Can you stab a knife through your fridge? I'm looking at my fridge right now. Absolutely not. (laughs) It it was set up to be so fun. And then the killer stops and turns on the freezer to let her freeze to death. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that could work. The final destination in reverse death. Yes. But Brooke is going to survive this. And so it's all a bunch of bullshit. Brooke should be dead, though. Yeah, Brooke should definitely be dead. I mean, that girl is so like thin that she would freeze in like five minutes yeah emma and noah arrive on the scene they they see piper's car there which has got blood all over oh, it so they assume that she's dead yeah no. and, they, and they make the episode assume that she's dead i'm like oh an off-screen death yeah definitely must be so noah has a crowbar which emma just takes from him rule seven don't leave your weapons behind but don't, don't let other people take your weapons firmly grasp it <laughs> no, this yeah, is you better problem. hang on to that and actually too if you're already at the house we find some more weapons before yeah. you leave again? Get your own! Check Piper's Pro- car for another crowbar. Probably a kitchen full of knives, too. Maybe. And, which eventually, Emma does get a kitchen knife, eventually. Eventually. They're I mean, gonna... they go into the workshop. They're in the workshop. Look at how many fucking tools that would be in there. They find Kieran, who's here. He's chainsaws, got a gun. Chainsaws, maybe. Yeah, chainsaws. That would have been good. Uh, Kieran's got a gun. 
they don't really trust each other. But Kieran's like, yeah, you texted me to come here. And I, he's like, I can prove it. I got the text. And no points out like, hey, if you're the killer with access to all the spam stuff, you could have sent that. So Kieran's like, all right, here's the gun. You take it. Can you trust me now? Sure. And then they inform him his dad's dead. <laughs> womp womp. Oh, yeah, I'll need to take a little break to just kind of soak in the death. Yep. Let him be sad. Let him do some acting. Yeah. Sad acting. It's acting. But they let Kieran keep the gun. They're like, nah, you get, you're good. You can keep the gun. Could have been acting. Could have been acting. Mm-hmm. So, they go in the house and immediately split up. At least Emma gives Noah back the crowbar before taking a knife, so everybody's got a weapon now. But they immediately split the fuck up. And Noah's like, we shouldn't do this. Okay, no, go with him. Nothing is stopping you from going with Kieran and Emma. Rule 19, don't split up, gang. Let's split up and look for clues. You know, maybe he just doesn't think that anybody's going to listen to him. And so he's just going to let them figure it out for themselves. You know what? Just just, just have some confidence in yourself. You, you got you to gotta handle your own shit. His biggest flaw is not, is not like letting them do the things that they're doing. It is just sticking around for it. Going along with their stupid ideas. You know, peer pressure. Peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kieran and them are going to go off and they're going to find Jake. And the three of them together, they end up finding Brooke pounding on the side of the freezer they get her out of there, and Emma and Kieran are going to keep looking around. They split up again. Fuck. Stop doing it. Noah's going to find Grayson dead. Then he's going to find Audrey still alive, which is just a tiny little cut. And the whole gang is going to get back together. Everyone's safe and fine. The hell is this? I was promised a third act main cast bloodbath. And they're all here. Because they got to be in season two, baby. Got to have a sequel. Absolute <sighs> bullshit. And, and they survived the whole season. Only yeah. Will. Only Will of the teens. Oh, and Riley. And Riley, yeah. Yeah, unless we count the episode one stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's so stupid. And well, and lest we forget Grayson. Well, rip Grayson. Rip Grayson. And this is this is the end of the episode pretty much for Jake, Brooke, and Noah, mm-hmm. and Kieran. They're all done. Yep. So I can maybe squash the Jake theory just because when I am going through a second killer options, I'm choosing at like who's in front of me. Mm-hmm. Who's who who are who are the main cast that could feasibly be a second killer and perhaps he is the second killer in season two but you know that in a season two now we have to introduce more characters mm-hmm. and sure. of course in that new ensemble is where you're going to find the second killer or the, the new killer killers two and three who knows but like i'm glad that it's not jake i'm glad that it's not any of these characters because i'd like I said, Brooke would have been fun mm-hmm. in a sense, just because it would have maybe validated her character a little more. But it's better than them doing the dumb Jake reveal, because I felt like that was being a little telegraphed. Yep. And then, of course, you know, with some of these other characters that have been introduced, I mean, who knows what befalls them in season two? Of course, you know, plots change, stories change, situations change. But now that we're closing the book, at least with season one, which honestly just makes the Piper reveal even more lame. <laughs> um, lame. I can I can hit refresh essentially yes. for season two, and absolutely. And, it, and like I said, it's season two isn't great by any means, but it's better. <laughs> like they have more fun with it. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Kieran goes out to find a first aid kit. Emma goes out to call the cops, but she gets a phone call from the killer and says, "Hey, I got your mom." Down at the dock where Brandon James got shot by the cops. Where it all began. So better come save your mom, Emma. Oh, don't bring anybody else or I'm going to kill them? That would have been really funny if Emma hated her mom and was just like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. 
<laughs> that been that would have been good. Um, See, I don't care. Sure. So go I'm ahead. just gonna go off on our own again. Bring back up. Don't split up, gang. Wait for the cops. Anything. God, she's the worst. Mm-hmm. But she's gonna go down to the docks. Maggie's tied to a chair. Classic scream. I'm just gonna go out on the dock, and here's the killer. It's Piper. And it's funny too because like when she pulls off her hood, you see the hair and you're still in suspense. Who is it? Yeah, I was <laughs> then wa- she pulls off the mask. And I'm like, couldn't you tell from the hair? <laughs> I was watching you watch this scene. I wasn't watching your scene. I was watching you watch yeah. it before I wanted to see your reaction. And there wasn't one. No, I was just like, I know who it is. I'm not yeah. I feel like it's almost like I had already watched it. <laughs> like it feels like I, I have known so long in my head that when it happens. Like, I feel like I've already sat through this already. The only reaction, as I, I looked over at you at the end of the episode, I just caught a quick eye roll. It was just glorious eye Like roll. I said, hands in the air, the, the stuffed cat yeah. meme sitting on the chair. <laughs> like, great. We know now. <laughs> She's Brandon James's daughter. He didn't have a son. He had a daughter. Yay. It's literally the motive from Scream 3. And also, okay, I, I forgot this already, and I need to be reminded. Emma's mom, she had the child... Did she not know if it was a boy or girl? Yeah, she didn't want to know. She's like, just take it away, put it up for adoption. She never found out. Sure, it's it's fine, but yeah. That's a, that is the lamest way to excuse like the reveal of it being a boy or girl killer. And at that moment when she said that in that episode, that's when I 100% oh, knew yeah. that it was Piper. It, it tips you off big time. If, they, if she's like, I don't know who, who it was or what if it was a boy or girl, then you know it's a girl. Because yep. the entire season, they're saying he, boy, he, yeah. he. Yeah, it's 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 almost like it's bad writing. <laughs> so we're going to get like a knife fight. Emma and Maggie are both going to get stabbed. Maggie unties herself, which is great. They get stabbed too much, by the way. They get stabbed quite a bit. They would have died. Okay. And I, I say that with the knowledge that most Scream characters get stabbed too much. Yeah. To the point where everyone should be dead in Scream. Looking at you, Stu. <laughs> Looking at Dewey, too. Dewey, yep. It's fine. It's part of the traditional script. Everyone gets stabbed a Like, lot. there's a moment, a spoiler in Scream 5, where it's like, is blank character actually dying? Oh, or yeah. is this or is this just another one of these? It's happening again. Yep. It's, it's scene stabbing. Get up. Yep. So, Piper is going to kill Maggie and Emma. She's She's got the upper hand. She's fine. And she says to Emma, oh, I got one last thing to reveal to you, Emma. And before she can reveal who it or what or whatever this is, I'm guessing the identity of the second killer. Yeah. Or something to do with Audrey that isn't a killer reveal. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. might have been something that that one of the things that Audrey is like the, the, the last teases of the episode. Sure. We'll never know. We don't find out. Like what? We don't find out because who comes? Audrey's going to show up and <laughs> shoot Piper in the in the, the chest or whatever, and yeah. Piper's going to fall in the, the water, apparently dead. And maybe she shot her because she didn't want to reveal any secrets that she thought she was going to reveal. Audrey has a line, bitch talks too much. Yeah, she does, actually. And what a overly dramatic, like villain monologue of like revealing everything in the in the most cartoonish way possible well that's even scream well scream does that but like i feel like this was almost a bit more in the cartoon Uh, you know i'll say it's definitely the most cartoony i I think it's it's not more over the top than some of the other ones maybe it's just the performance i I think think it's it's just just the performance it's it's not the monologue itself. It's just the way that it's yeah. the way that it's delivered. It's even shorter than some of the other ones we've had. Like this is way sh- shorter than Billy's in Scream One. Way shorter. Yeah, but I feel like Billy's 
is like with Sydney in the kitchen. That's like a moment of just dread and suspense yep. because you're like, how is she going to get out of the kitchen? How is she getting out of the kitchen? And then with Piper, you're just like, someone's going to fucking come out of nowhere yep. and shoot her. Like yep. every, we know we're just waiting for it to happen. You know, Billy earns his monologue. Yeah, Piper, I know. Easily the worst ghost face. Easily. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would easily put this even over Roman Bridges. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I put Roman several tiers above Piper. <laughs> And several tears and no killers in between, just several tears. Yep, just several empty tears and yep. then Roman. Yep. And then everyone else. So uh Audrey uh, and everyone's like, Oh cool, we're good. And then Piper's gonna do the classic thing where she crawls off the dock for one last scare. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emma's gonna grab the gun and shoot her in the head. Rule six double tap, and that is the end of Piper Shaw. But she says that, you know, she says, Oh, yeah, they'll always come back. She's doing the line from yep. the screen, but like at what point in the show did she learn that? That was never set up. No, this is this is references to the they they scatter these references to the first movie. You know, there was one earlier where um, the landline, the landline. Land uh, what is this? Nineteen ninety six. Shut up, Jake. Like I, this show doesn't earn those references, right? At all. So for Piper, rule number four: don't be a menace. <laughs> Killers out there, don't be a menace. Yeah. If you feel like killing, just just don't just don't do it. You're better off. All right. Now, time for the big wrap-up. Maggie and I'm going to go to the hospital. Noah takes over Piper's podcast. I don't know how this works. I don't know how that works unless he starts his own podcast and titles it episode 10 or something. So for some inside baseball, for my podcasting accounts, I have passwords for that stuff. You can't just go in and upload stuff willy-nilly. You need to know the passwords. Do Do you think Piper's podcast stayed up? I guess we'll find out in season two. I, sure. We will find out in season oh, two. Okay. Actually, this is something we will find out in season two. This yeah, is a, I don't know. It's actually a major plot point of season two. I don't know if they would have like pulled it from like like Apple Podcast pulled it or yeah. something, and then and then like they they kept it archived for for like criminal investigation research. But well, I guess to keep it up because Noah's the new host. Yeah, the new host. You know what, Noah? Maybe just start your own podcast. Don't don't start from somebody else's podcast. That's like if you died and I was like, all right, how to survive a horror movie episode, whatever next. I think it's a little more okay because Piper was a mass murderer, so it's like eh. You survived her. her but then attack. why would you want to continue her legacy of podcasting? Built-in fan base for sickos. Because yeah. you know people would listen to that. Like if sure. if, it, if if it was revealed Ted Bundy had had this podcast, but he's this now whole adopting time. her subscriber base, which is a cheat. Yeah, but money. Because think about how much money she was making to buy this expensive house and all this stuff. Noah, you're set for life. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure her ads would get pulled. Yeah, actually, <laughs> like, you know what? That's a good her sponsorship point. is gone. That 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 is a fair point. Mr. Branson gets released from jail. No charges against him. Uh, you guys remember when he was like banging a, a high schooler? Oh, Did nobody yeah. know about that. Oh, it's just us. Okay, but we feel so bad that he got framed. He got framed. So he's a good person in the inside, right? Yeah. It's a chance for him to start over, a new leave. <laughs> good for him. He'll be in another high school or uh, the same high school. Who knows? Well, if he just stays at the same high school, I guess we'll find out. Noah on the podcast is like, you know, hey, one thing I noticed is who attacked Piper and Will in the garage. Maybe Piper made it all up and they were never really attacked. And it was just her. But maybe there's a second killer. Well, Ooh. she couldn't have made it up, bro, because we saw the killer. We and saw the person. Will was rescued from that situation. Would have confirmed it. Mm-hmm. He died later. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> knock, knock. There's a second killer. 
But finally, uh, Audrey is revealed to have a like secret book safe thing, a safe hidden within a book. And inside of this locked book is a bunch of letters and correspondence documents. And it's all the stuff that was stolen from the evidence depot that we saw in a couple episodes ago where we saw the killer break in and steal it. Audrey has all this stuff. Why does Audrey have it? Could it be that she is the second killer? I guess hmm. we'll have to find out. We will have to find in out. In season two. And that is the end of season one of Scream. We did it. What a so terrible dis- episode. So disappointing. It's bad. It was really bad. I don't have any new rules because this is a bunch of horse shit. Actually, it's, it's actually fairly whelming for me. I'm not <laughs> o- over or underwhelmed by it. It's just like I know what to ex- You know what to expect when you're watching this show. But at the same time... I was hyped for this episode because I really liked the last episode, so I was super disappointed in this. At the same time, you know that this show could be better. Yes. And you know where it could be better. And I was hoping this might be like the moment where it's like, oh, it's going to get good now. They like they had to stall and drag their feet for time. All right. Time for the big bloodbath at the end. We can do this. Nope. All right. So let's get into some awards. First, we have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules, the course based off Randy Meeks from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Jacob, who are you thinking? This is tough. This is really tough. And since we're at the end of the season, I just want to run through it real quick on who's won it so far. Just Uh a season wrap up. Uh Maggie won in episode one, then the sheriff, then Emma. Shockingly, Emma won once. Episode four was the sheriff again. Episode five was Audrey. Episode six was Maggie. Episode seven was Audrey. Episode eight was the sheriff again. And episode nine was Audrey. So episode 10, to wrap things up, who wins? I ha- it's got to be Audrey then, I guess. Despite plot armor for her, it's not like she does the worst offending. No, not the worst and offender. And she also, she also doesn't like, she isn't just in the episode just to be there and be a victim. And I can't say that anybody that attended that party and maybe the ones that ditched maybe have an upper hand, but like anybody that attended that party was putting themselves at risk. Yep. And and I think Grayson being an addition, a new character is an example of just because you're a background extra doesn't mean that you're safe on this show or maybe even not just a background extra, but a minor character. Yeah. And so like it feels wrong to give it to the high school party that attends, See. even though I know that's where your brain is going. Oh, yeah. That's 100%. But I was trying to avoid that option. I don't want to avoid that option because the rest of these characters are more... <laughs> where this rank in terms of, like, background people on, on a list of, like, one to, like, the neighbors from Halloween? This is fairly high. The one thing against them is they're at the party. Yeah. But everyone was at this party. Yeah. So we kind of have to just drop that. So, you know, they realized they were in a horror movie. The horror movie had found them. The the background minor characters were not safe. And they're like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need this pay to be background extra. And I'm just going to leave. But would you agree that if we're not counting them, would well, it be Audrey? Hmm. Honestly, maybe Maggie. But she doesn't do anything. Yeah, that's true. She and do- also, when she gets free from her chair, She's it is... She's kind of useless. Well, no. How she gets free from her chair is is bizarre because the her her rope just is loose out of nowhere she could have gotten away at any point she could have used the chair as a weapon if she wanted so the one thing against audrey is she should be dead because the killer grabbed her and then commercial break right but we also don't know the context behind that. yep which is true which makes it difficult and then she does show up at the last minute to shoot yeah that's true I think Kieran does okay of the main cast. He's just kind of there. I know, but like, what rules is he following? Well, he's not really breaking much besides being at the party. 
I think the problem is that these people, besides the besides the the guys that leave, the main characters aren't necessarily following the rules. Yep. They're just not breaking them. Yep. Which there's no rules. There's there's literally a middle ground where there's just no no rules. So so really, they should not be here. They should be here with cops. That's like, you know, if they were to follow the rules correctly, they call the cops and then go to this scene. Uh, if if anything, so they broken rules by being here. But the fact that Ava board shorts and all these background extras just got the hell out of this movie or out of the show as soon as Grayson died, I love it. I will say on your behalf that the party had already started. By the time the episode began. Yep. So they're already mm. there. So now we have to hit the refresh. Yep. We hit the refresh. So if they're already there. Yep. Starting from then technically, technically they haven't broken the rule yet. Yep. They're, they're breaking it by being there, but yep. they didn't break it by going there because yep. it happened in the previous episode. And they realized, oh, we shouldn't be here and we'll go. So I think we got to give it to these guys. Yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> sure. I guess it, it prevents us from giving it to Audrey again. Yeah. But I don't think she does enough to deserve it here. No, but she does enough to not make her the pleb. Yeah. She won't get pleb. So Ava, board shorts in the background, extras win Randy Meek's merit badge. I don't know if we see any of them again in season two. <laughs> All right, let's get to Night of the Living Club, which goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules course based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Who do you got? Who um, do you well, I know that we've mentioned Emma's name a lot. Emma's Emma is definitely... Who I'm towards, I think. I know that that's going to be the eventual. I just want to say that I still can't stand it. I really can't stand that that Brooke passed the garage. Brooke, Brooke was bad. Brooke literally, instead of leaving the house, went into another room of the house. <laughs> so of the main characters, that I was think outside of the house actually. I think we can safely say it's Emma or Brooke. Those are the two because Brooke had opportunities to escape the movie. She could have just gotten her car and driven off. The episode. Oh, uh, the episode, episode movie, mm-hmm. same thing. <laughs> the very, very, very long movie. The, the media. Emma specifically drove into this movie without any backup or really any weapon. Episode. Uh, yes, the episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I th- Yeah. So she drove into this situation without any plan, really, any backup, besides Noah. No weapons. That's really bad. And then at the end, she... So wrote, then are, are we pulling away from Noah then as the... You know, because as we've discussed, like, is it worse that he's following her or yeah. is it worse that she's making the rules? Because I think that Noah's bad too. It's it's one of those things where he's he's technically breaking rules by not following any rules in general. Like yep. he's he's literally just now being a bystander or just being like observant in what's going on rather than like individually breaking certain rules or following certain rules. Yeah. He's choosing to be a background character when he's a main character. Yep. And he, he should know he is not the main protagonist, which he does. And like he is in danger. So he should be taking steps to prevent his demise. I will say that he is self-aware about this yep. and he is acknowledging that he's making the wrong choice. So at that, maybe at that point then because Emma is so willing to, just go in there, guns blazing with zero guns and nothing yeah. blazing. Guns blazing, nothing blazing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then her stupidity in that entire you know sequence is is maybe more than enough to put her over him. I think what puts her over him is at the end when she goes to the dock on her own because she does it again and Noah stays behind. I think Emma is worse than Noah. So that brings us back to Brooke. Who's worse, Emma or Brooke? Well, Brooke made one. D- well, a few, but like one major dumb yep. decision for one having a party, but but that was as we established was in the Episode previous nine. episode, and then 
Well, she does not let Branson in, mm-hmm. even though he's not the killer. Yep. It it's, still is smart to leave still him out. Creep. And she knows that when she is in the workshop, that if the doors are locked, she only has limited spaces to hide mm-hmm. because the killer would be right after, you know. But then, of course, when she is in the freezer, she takes the first opportunity to open the freezer to look out and look around to see if the killers are yeah. killers there, which is, like I said, brain meltingly stupid. Yes. Um, Both of them should have died in this episode for sure. Oh, and Brooke was so close to dying. And yep. that would have been that, you know, if Brooke had died, I don't know if that would have made her more or less of a contender because I would have enjoyed seeing her, you know, stupidity, get, get, get what she, you know, earns. But she didn't die. So it's like, yep. I, I think I want to give it to Emma just because she's so she's, dumb. She's been the reigning champ this season. Yep. We might as well just give it to her to cap it off. This would be her fourth one. And it's also her like the, she was the she was the pleb in the beginning. Right. Not in the first episode. Not that was Nina ep- Bella Thorne's character. Oh, OK. But uh, but she, like outside of Bella Thorne. Yeah, outside of Bella Thorne. That's the opening kill. We're talking about like the first major character to be a pleb. Yeah. Let, let's find out. Um, I think Noah was actually first. So episode uh, let's, really? let's go through this. So episode one was Nina. Episode two was Noah. OK. Three was Riley, because she died oh, wow. in that episode. We waited a while before we got to Emma. Four was Noah again. How did we not do Emma right away? Well, she didn't. She fell apart later on. Episode five was I, Emma. Maybe I just didn't like the character. Yeah, we didn't like the character. Okay. Episode six was Emma again. And then maybe she just deserves to, to have more wins here. Did she win three in a row? Five, six, and seven? I think it was all Emma. That's probably where I'm remembering it. Episode eight was Mr. Branson. And then episode nine was the sheriff. Yep. So she did for five, six, and seven, three in a row. So let's give her one more. Wouldn't hurt. Yeah. One more. She, uh, the reigning champ already, and she just extended her lead because no one even has three. Mm-hmm. No one else even has three. So uh, Emma is the night of living pleb, and somehow she's still a goddamn living pleb. The worst. She's going to be in season two, I'm guessing. Yeah. To learn more about her past. You know, I will say season two is very much Emma focused, but Audrey is more of a main character. It's it's they, those they are the two in season two, which is better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's better. I you know better is is not like it's not it doesn't it doesn't make me excited. Don't be. But that's the end of season one. So uh, the, you know, going in its place is Scream season two episode one, and this is kind of cool. The name of each episode of season two is a famous horror movie. The title of each episode is a horror movie that is thematically relevant to that episode so for example the opening uh episode of season two is i know what you did last summer because there's a time jump and it was last summer and stuff happened so yep the uh, i know what you did last summer which you know we've covered all three of those movies on the podcast already no wheel spin today because i'm hoping and i'm probably wrong again i'm hoping we could do scream five this next week if not we will do something else but i think we'll do finally do scream five okay so, so we will see no promises. I can, I can guarantee nothing, but that is the hope. And if you haven't seen Scream 5 just yet, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, It's been yeah. out for a year. Go see it. Um, you've, been, you've been given ample opportunity to see it. We will see what's next time. But for you, it'll be Scream Season yeah. 2 premiere. When, when, do all my, when do any of my movie picks? How um, far down this list am yeah, I? Let's, 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 let's look. It's been like an eternity. Uh, so there, the only things in front of you are this mysterious Journal of the Corn 11... Whenever that comes out, I don't know anything about this movie. You're you're putting me behind a movie that doesn't have a release? When it gets released, 
it, it just jumps to the top of the list because, and that's true with every series we've already done. Like Scream Five was put to the top of the list. Oh, Texas Chainsaw. Okay, okay. So anything we finished, the, a new sequel gets put to the top of the list. Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends, same thing. After that, the Carrie series, which there's four of, and then this random ass movie that Jake Johnson picked, which I know nothing about and I've never seen. It's called Fear of Clowns that he reserved. Okay. After that, it's you with The Shining. So you'll have The Shining movie and the miniseries and Doctor Sleep. Okay. So, uh, yeah, not too far from your your, your real movie picks. Yeah. Uh, just got to get through uh, Carrie and Fear of Clowns, whatever the hell that is. And there's three Carries? There's four. Four Carries? There's Carrie, and, Carrie 1 and 2, then there's the TV movie remake, and then oh. there's the real remake. Mm. So The it's, real remake. There's no real remake. It's just, there's just the first one. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those, those two Carrie remakes, those will be pretty short podcasts because it'll just be me and Jordan Ryan talking about the differences between the two movies and if... Our Randy Meeks Merit Badge United Living Club would change. The difference is that one is good. One is good. One has some cyberbullying a little bit, and that's about all I got. Yeah. A waste of Julianne Moore. Good Lord. All right. Jacob, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Thanks for <laughs> sitting through season one of this with me. I owe you like a beer, I feel like, for all this. <laughs> The, beyond the one that I'm drinking yeah, right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, a, an actual an beer. An actual beer. So next time uh, we beer. go to a bar, I will buy you a beer, okay? Okay, good uh, to know. As payment for suffering through this. Uh, anything you want to plug? If my Twitter is still around. <laughs> if my Twitter is still around, at Jacob Colness, J-A-K-O-B-K-O-L-N-E-S-S, and then on Letterboxd, the same J-A-K-O-B-K-O-L-N-E-S-S. You can follow us on Twitter at How to Horror, maybe, at how, uh, how the Number 2 Horror, and you can follow us on Letterboxd. Yeah. Well, thanks again. This was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? No. Do your outro. All We're, right. We'll move on to season two at some point. Hooray. This has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.